Hi, Dave. I've got a question for you. It's about veterinary salaries. Why do veterinary salaries seem to be stagnating despite the fact that we're currently in a recruitment crisis and there seems to be a shortage of quality candidates out there? You would have thought that with a supply and demand type market that salaries would increase to co compensate for this. Is the veterinary profession damaging itself in the long term by not offering quality candidates salaries that they would expect? Thank you. Sarah, that's a brilliant question. So the issue is wage stagnation. And are we hurting ourselves? And how do you get out of that situation? Okay, let's take each one of those in turn. Yes, I believe there is wage stagnation. Although graduates now, 20 years after I graduated, 21 years after I graduated, are being paid around about 30,000 a year. And I was paid about 16,000 a year. I also got a car and a house and I had a bonus check on top of that. Put those things in, actually not paid that differently back then to what we're paid now. If you put real-time inflation or real-life inflation into that, it means your wage as a younger veterinarian has definitely stagnated over time. Your buying power is reduced, which is bad news because your debt level is much higher than mine was when I was coming out of vet school. So that does have an impact on your future financial planning. And you probably don't care about that because you're young and these things don't seem to matter, but it does matter. It hurts you in the long run. So you, you do want to get out of that situation as quickly as possible. Now, how do you get out of that situation? And that ties nicely into what is actually going on for veterinarians across the world right now in their mindset. Mindset is one of the most important things that, that you need in order to get out of the wage stagnation or the wage trap that you may or may not feel that you're in, but compared to previous generations, you absolutely are in, okay? Your performance is absolutely linked to your value. Okay, so when you come out as a younger veterinarian, as a graduate, there's, there's, there are people who are clearly not happy in the profession. And so what they're saying is, I'm going to start working as a relief vet or a locum vet early in my career. That's one way that you can earn more money and, and your wage doesn't stagnate. But I hear of young veterinarians uh, and I experience young veterinarians who do not have a lot of skill. So they, they cannot perform dentistry to a high level. They cannot perform surgery unaided. They prefer to have somebody in the building asking for vastly inflated locum wages. Okay. Now that, that has a sense of entitlement about it to me. And, and what you don't have is value, okay? A practice may very much need you, but you're not offering value back there. That's a very hard place to be. I don't think that's a good long-term play. I understand why people are doing it, because you can. But if you're not worth that much money, then you're going to create a problem for yourself because you are you're basically ramping up the pressure on yourself to perform at that level. Uh, and you will be asked to do things that you're not comfortable with because you have to earn that money. Or you'll be charging money and the practice will be losing money on your services. Because remember, you have to generate about five times your base salary in order for the practice to make profit. Interestingly, though wage, wages seem to have stagnated a bit, practice profit hasn't suddenly started rising exponentially. So that's interesting, what's going on there? Probably a subject for another day. But if you wish to escape the wage stagnation trap this has to be it's not just about practices giving you more money 
you have to earn it. You have to be more valuable. So how do you get to be more valuable? Well, here's where I think a lot of vets today are actually struggling, particularly younger generation. When I came out of college, I had an ambition. I had a mission. I was going to get good at as much as I could because I wanted to be an all-round excellent veterinarian who could be a member of the community and be respected for their work, but felt like they could handle pretty much anything that was going to walk through the, the exam room door. That was the mindset, perhaps not just of me, but perhaps more my generation. So lots of us went on this journey. And so we started out here, full of enthusiasm. So our, our excitement levels were up there, really enthusiastic about our work. Then we started working and then we realized pretty quickly we were all dumb as rocks and we ran into problems. And when we suddenly we were feeling like, oh my gosh, are we good enough? Can we do this? Um, do I belong here? All of those things that you're experiencing, our young vets are experiencing as well. So our emotional state, although we'd leveled up a little bit in terms of skill and experience, and what we have here is, or is, a, is, a, is a growth curve, okay? So you've got skill on our y-axis and you've got time on our x-axis, okay? So the green things are our skill level. When you start, your skill level is very low, but your enthusiasm is pretty high. Now, as you try some things out, you actually get more skillful. Realizing that you're not very good at something is actually a step along the way to getting more skillful at it. It's, it's, it's life giving you a bit of a slap uh, and you're working out, mm, maybe I don't know as much as I need to know here. That is the moment of self-awareness that is an integral and essential part of learning and growing. So you have actually leveled up and you've gained some skills, you've gained some experience. But your mindset might have changed because I'm now not as good as I thought I was. I might have failed for the first time in my career. Well, maybe not the first time, but I've failed in a big way. It's something that I've always striven to be great at, right? So my emotional state's down here. Now here's the, the, the diversions pathway. Right now, in these areas, your value, pounds or dollars or whatever, is pretty low. You're not gonna generate a lot of revenue for your practice. You're not skilled at communicating with clients. You can't do much technically. You need a lot of input, you need a lot of training, you need a lot of support. That's absolutely the case. It's when you move into these categories, your value starts to ramp up dramatically and your ability to negotiate your value starts to ramp up dramatically as well. Okay, so as you level up and you suddenly have another go at something or you come at it from a different way or you get a mentor or some support, then you get better at something. Now it starts to feel like, oh, I can do this. I'll give you a great example. Took my daughter to a climbing wall the other day. She tried a route. She got about halfway up, freaked out, couldn't do it, told me she wanted to come off the wall, didn't want, it, didn't want anything to do with it. I said, okay, fine, got her off the wall. She was really enthusiastic. She had a go, she couldn't get up it, she became disheartened. So excitement, different emotion here. Frustration, annoyance, anxiety, didn't want to have a go. So we went away from it and I said, hey, we did another wall, dropped down a level, tried something. She went up it, I said, listen, you know, sometimes when I'm doing these harder walls, I, I can't make it either, but have you seen me go back up and make it a couple of goes later? She says, yeah. I said, okay, why don't we try that with your wall? So she tried again, and she got to the same point, a little faster, but she still couldn't fathom how to get past that point. So she got frustrated, got scared, decided to come down off the wall. We did that another two times, and the fourth go, 
She got right past that moment, straight to the top, no problems. Now that was a point of realization, but it was a point of decision as well. And this is, this is absolutely the micro, you know, this is a great analogy for what's happening either in your career or with the veterinarians that are working with you or for you, right? When they try something out, when they have a client and the conversation doesn't go great, when they try a piece of surgery and they get in a muddle, they feel bad about themselves. There's anxiety, there's fear of not being good enough, there's annoyance, there's frustration. And you can go one of two ways. You can either say to yourself, well, I suck at that. I'm never gonna be good at anything. I'm just gonna stop trying that. Or you can go that way and you can say, all right, what did I learn? How can I get better? How can I get back up there? And what's gonna happen when you do that is practice makes progress. You're going to get a little bit better. You're gonna get a bit further through the puzzle, through the problem, whether it's a climbing wall, whether it's a surgical problem, uh, whether it's a medical case, whether it's learning ultrasound, whether it's learning client communications, whether it's having better conversations with your colleagues or your boss, whether it's writing, whether it's any damn skill on planet Earth you choose, that's going to be true. But if you choose the mindset of learning and growth that you can do that and you make a mental choice and you get back on the horse and you try again, then you're going to get better. Now the trick is not to get back on the horse in a way that's dangerous for you. I didn't just tell my daughter to climb up the wall and maybe she falls off and breaks her hip or something like that. No, I stood under her and I said, I've got you. If you fall, I'll catch you. Nothing bad will happen to you here. There is a very small consequence of falling. That consequence is just knowing you didn't manage it that time, right? But I'll catch you if you fall. What's the parallel to that? It's being a mentor. It's putting someone in a situation on a, on a climbing wall that's, that's just out of their reach but isn't dangerous for them to try. So that might be a surgical procedure that's a little bit more than they can handle, but not a lot more. What's the next step up from the neutering operation? Okay, it's probably an enterotomy rather than an end-to-end -end anastomosis or a GDV. You chuck somebody from a spade to a GDV, of course you're gonna fail. And they're gonna be down here. Right, so if you're a vet, the way that you build value in your career and you move out of this wage stagnation place is to build value in your skill set. And this is the biggest challenge for this generation, is to recognize that wallowing around here, feeling bad for ourselves, blaming other people for us not getting the support we need, is going to get you exactly nowhere except there. And that's exiting your job, and if you have a repeated experience, exiting the profession. That's probably not what you wanted to do. You wouldn't have gotten into veterinary medicine if that was what you wanted to do. The way to get out of that is to find a place where there is a mentor that will support you. I know they're not necessarily abundant, but this message needs to be out there. And if you're a practice owner, if you're a leader in a clinic, you need to be that support net. You need to literally be that person that is there in theater with them, that is available when they need to ask you questions, right? that can point the way to the right courses and challenges and development opportunities in a focused manner that helps somebody skill up one step at a time. Because as your skills go up, your happiness goes up and also your pound or dollar value increases dramatically. Now, here's the thing. You are worth only what you can generate for your practice financially and also what you can bring to your team in mindset. If you bring a brilliant mindset 
and an attitude of, I can do this, I'm not there yet, but of positivity, you're going to scale up, you're going to earn more dollars for your practice, you're a very, very valuable commodity, I would not want that person to leave my practice. And you're going to be roughly worth about 20% of what you earn. Okay, so if you are capable of earning, let's say, $500,000 or pounds or whatever for your practice, okay, and this is without the taxes, that's different. The government gets the taxes. If you can earn that, then you're worth £100,000 or dollars to your practice. Okay, so if you want to get away from being paid those smaller sums, then you need to do your part. And that part for you is all about mindset. It's all about accepting that that's part of the journey. You're not broken. You just need the right support with the right mindset, with the right opportunities to keep going on your journey. And do not let fear stand in your way. So I think that, yes, there are market circumstances that mean that graduates are not being paid as well as they used to be. Okay, and, and, and I don't have a quick fix or answer for that. Because there's a financial reality that the market will pay what the market is worth. If you wish to move out of that sm smaller constrained wage area and into a place where you can earn what you're worth and feel good about what you're doing in your job, then you've got to push through that the zone of fear, the trough of sorrow, as I call it. All right, so that's what I've got for you today. Thank you for your question, Sarah. What are your questions? What are your comments? What do you think? Where are you on this? And what action are you taking to move yourself up the tree? Or if you're a leader, are you really being the best leader you can for your team and supporting them and giving them what they need so they can stretch safely and move up that tree? It's such a win for all. Let me know what you think. Until next time, be safe, be well, and be happy. Now, if you would like your question answered, then the way to go about doing that is to record your own little video clip that you don't mind us using, because um, we will make you famous as well, but send in your video question, or you can send in on Instagram, or Twitter, or email it, or DM it, whatever. Send your question in. It's got to be about veterinary business, veterinary life, your career, what's going on with you, but ask a question that you think I can add some value back for you, and I would love to give you an answer on this show. And if you do send it in and we use your question, you'll receive a signed copy of So You're a Vet and I Want, and my eternal gratitude and some notoriety by being on the show. So don't be shy, step up and send in your questions. Thanks for listening or watching. Uh, be safe, be well, be happy. Dr. Dave, out.